Hello, and welcome to the ninth episode of the Good Leadership Podcast. If you're new here, I'm Paul Bott, CEO and founder of Good Leadership and co-host on this podcast with my good friend, Kevin Sensenick. Hello, I'm Kevin Sensenick, the Chief Learning Officer with Good Leadership and the founder of Interaction Dynamics Group, the Mid-Atlantic Partner for Good Leadership. So how are you doing today, Paul? Well, it's no secret that we uh, record these episodes in advance. So when this publishes, I'll be getting ready to head out for a month-long sabbatical. It's both energizing to think about having that much time away with my wife and also overwhelming in preparing for it. So after giving a keynote speech in early June in Hawaii, I'm going to get on an airplane and fly halfway around the world to meet my wife in Germany. We are going to go see the Passion Play in Oberammergau, and we're going to take a river cruise on the Danube with a whole collection of people from our church. And then we're going to take a quick trip over to Istanbul, Turkey, where we're going to see some friends that um, we raised kids with here in our community. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be great to take some time off uh, on the back end just to recover from that trip and get ready to go back to work. That sounds like an amazing trip. But I'm sure with all that preparation, sometimes it might be nice to have a break from prepping along the way, I would imagine. Yeah. My biggest decision is whether or not I'm going to take my computer with me um, over to Europe or just ship it back and, you know, tune out for a whole month or so. So what's going on in your world, Kevin? I'm going to encourage you to ship that back to Minnesota when you go to Germany and just enjoy the time. So. <laughs> yep, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, well, thanks for asking. Yeah, it's a really busy time, really good time right now. My younger son's preparing for a busy summer as he finishes his freshman year in high school and begins to think about uh, being a leader at Boy Scout camp this summer as well as playing baseball and all the other things that he's doing. And my middle son is preparing to move to Philadelphia uh, for his summer internship with the Gift of Life donor program, where he's going to be working on the national organ donation effort. So it's going to be interesting to see him experience that and work through that. Well, big changes at home, but uh, also that means changes in your work life too. Maybe taking more trips to Philly, going to try to find some clients there? I think that might be a really good idea. I like Philadelphia. It might be a good place to uh, to find some good clients. But yeah, it's going to be really busy with the boys' schedule and all these client projects. And so actually, it's becoming more difficult to find time this summer for that family vacation we were hoping to take with everyone. And so I think instead, we're actually going to just do some stay vacation or staycations, they call them, right? And just do some shorter term things where we can just have quality time with the family uh, in shorter stints and really enjoy that time with them. Well, it seems to me that you've just exactly demonstrated this concept that we call blended benefits. At, at Good Leadership, rather than separating work and home life, we encourage leaders to embrace blending their personal and professional lives together to help be better people in both worlds. Precisely. And of course, you know, when we're honest about the demands that we're facing both at home and at work, then it's easier to adapt and prioritize around those demands. Yeah, not only that, but if you get into a routine of sharing with your team members what's going on both inside and outside of work, that you can all adapt and prioritize together. It's really, it's, it's a very important success habit of high-performing teams. Well, and I must say, my team is outstanding in helping me to create that sense of blend. Uh, but, you know, I'm reading a lot right now about organizations and employees feeling this sense of burnout. Uh, because they're so overwhelmed with everything happening, both personally and professionally. And so I think a key phrase I'm hearing more and more in this idea of overcoming burnout is building flexibility and mobility into people's work experience. That they have that flexibility to enjoy the personal side of their life without uh, harming the, mo the mobility or the growth in the pro professional side of their life. Yeah, so flexibility and mobility right now really means hybrid. We're Correct. hearing about everybody going to a hybrid work environment, but... 
I've, I feel really good about addressing this subject because for years now, we've had a word that represents hybrid, and that word is called blending. Right, You know, exactly. blending of work and home life and things like that. So we're going to get deeper into that here now. Excellent. So one of our clients is a very large professional services firm that's reconsidering how they describe their culture. They're making a shift away from uh, a cultural mantra that I think is kind of a throwaway phrase. We've heard a lot of people describe their culture as work hard, play hard. Right. And, you know, it sounds good. Mm-hmm. But when you actually start thinking about what does that really mean, it's very hard to articulate that in a way that will in help your organization grow and scale around that. Mm-hmm. Especially the stressors that have come up during COVID. They've really started to kind of suck the play hard out of work hard, play hard. It really kind of means work really hard first, figure it out, and if you have any time left over, then you can maybe play. Wow, that doesn't sound good at all. So. I've seen that in other organizations as well. So what are some things they're doing to address that? Well, let's go back to our word blended. So what we're doing is helping this organization, you know, rethink work hard, play hard, and what's underneath it. And if we focus on the concept of blended benefits, it means that I feel like I'm growing both personally and professionally by being on this team or being in this organization. And that's, um, that's something that we can get people to rally around and rephrase how they're thinking about not only culture, but what people expect to get out of their teams. Yeah, and I think that's uh, important not only from a team standpoint, but also from a leadership standpoint. And so with both of us being business owners as well, I think it's important that we not only think about our blend of benefits, but we bring that to our team as well, as you we talked about a little bit earlier today. Well, so much of our society now are individual uh, contributors, freelancers, you know, the whole uh, gig economy, people working in their own small businesses, sole proprietors, and even people like you and me who own small businesses. In some ways, this concept is easier, blended benefits, because as business owners, it's really hard to tell (laughs) where my personal life and my professional life, you know, begin and end. And More often when I do my work at home and stuff's going on with my dog and my cat and all that stuff, you know, some people think that's cute and others don't. And, you know, it's really much easier for you and me and anybody who's a sole proprietor to have a blend of work life and home life. Not quite as easy. In structured organizations, most of our clients are mid-sized. They have structure and hierarchy. They have formal teams. And still, even with COVID, they have to go into work And so this whole blended benefits concept is um, super important to help people maintain that sense of balance. Well, I think you're right. I think as a business owner, we kind of feel that sense of influence over how we blend work and life, but it doesn't mean it doesn't get out of control sometimes. And so I think from an employee standpoint, it's important that we help teams understand how to create that sense of blend. And I know I'm seeing that one of our clients right now who has kind of their mantra of employees should enjoy coming to work as much as they enjoy going home from work. And they're struggling to keep that alive right now. Well, that's a really good transition back to our story for today. So this professional services organization, after careful consideration by the top leader, they really decided to stop talking about work hard, play hard. Um, As they tried to define it and in some ways defend it, it wasn't going so well. And they keyed in on that word you just used there, enjoy. And so the root of the word enjoy is joy, actually Enjoy means finding joy. So after careful consideration by the top leader, they decided to move past the work hard, play hard mantra because the more they talked about it, the worse it got. And they keyed in on that word 
that you used earlier, that word enjoy. Ah. So he decided to spark a conversation with the top leaders about the cultural mantra, enjoying the journey. And the deeper nice. they got into enjoying the journey, the more it started to sound like our concept of blended benefits. Well, that sounds really interesting. So how is it helping them move forward in their journey and their mantra? Well, the first shift happened when the C-suite team was having a conversation about how would they define enjoy the journey. And okay. it, the conversation was far-reaching in terms of they wanted people hmm. to understand the purpose of their work. They wanted to be energized by their colleagues. They wanted to be honest about how much of our lives we work. And then it all turned when one leader said, you know what? I don't want to just think about making sure people enjoy their life here at, at this organization. I actually want all of the children of all of our employees to someday want to work here. And that's not that's really awesome. possible if mom or dad is coming home, you know, filled of a bunch of either frustrated or tired and exhausted or worse yet, you know, you know, angry, then no right. one will ever right. want to be a part of this organization in the future. And it really, it was a pretty pivotal moment that motivated them to start down a different path, which is to commit to something more about blended benefits. So when I hear you say that, Paul, it reminds me of that phrase we use quite often. You always remind me, we don't believe in work-life balance. Yeah, that was the opening line of the book that I wrote 13 years ago called What Really Works. And um, the whole idea here is that work is life and life is work. And the more that we try to keep mm -hmm. those two things separated, the more energy we spend with a really self-defeating concept. You know, the work-life yeah. balance phrase was actually created by a New York Times columnist just hmm. out of the blue, and it really stuck, particularly as the workforce was diversifying. And what we've learned is there's a much better concept, and that concept is called blending the seven Fs into, how, into your work life and professional life. And so why don't you describe to our audience what you think and what you know about the seven Fs? Yeah, so the seven Fs that we identify are faith, family, finances, fitness, friends, fun, and future. And yes, they're listed alphabetically, but they're all equally important in the concept of blended benefits. And the goal here is to rate our satisfaction each of those seven Fs and then consider ways that we could blend them to increase our overall satisfaction. So I really like that connection of blending versus balance. Well, we put that at the center of uh, the way we think about high-performing teams. And so it's important to understand how I came across the 7Fs concept. It was actually in a leadership group. We, I formed a personal accountability group with four other people. We were all 35 years old. We were all married. We all had kids and we all had big jobs. And we really were dedicated mm -hmm. to make sure one another succeeded both personally and professionally. So we met mm -hmm. once a month for about a decade, but about halfway into that, um, it started to kind of go negative. We saw this as a place where we could close the door and complain to one another. And my friend mm -hmm. Tim said, this is not satisfying to me at all. We need to coach right. each other and I have this model of five words that begin with F. He showed me the five, and I said, yeah, but this is a leadership group. We need to add two more. And we ended up with okay. the seven Fs. And immediately when we introduced this concept to this group, so this was in the context of a work and leadership group, we immediately became consultative. The meetings became positive. 
And one of the guys opened up his laptop and started a spreadsheet and arbitrarily said anything below an 8 on a 1 to 10 scale on the 7Fs was going to be a yellow and anything below a 6 was a red. He'd send us our red reports, he called it. And we were accountable to each other to actually um, do things to improve our scores. And the blended benefits concept came out when we were researching the high-performing teams. What we learned is that people who were on high-performing teams actually were very fulfilled through the team interactions on faith, family, finances, fitness, friends, fun, and future. And that unlocked a whole new way for us to think about how do you build high-performance in teams. So, so I really like that, Paul, and, and appreciate sharing the example of where this came from, how you built that from your own personal experience. So how are we now taking that forward from a team standpoint within organizations and in a company environment? Okay, so most people will recognize just how much of their lives they pour into their work, especially if you're on anything like an executive team. So if you think about the fact that you have to work on your 7Fs each individually and you can only do it outside of work, that's exhausting and it's a self-defeating exactly. concept. We all gravitate towards people that we respect and admire, and we have so much to learn from each other, and we can help each other, especially if you state explicitly some things that you're working on in your life. And that's why the 7Fs work so well, you know, around the relational capital of what we talk about high-performing teams. You've got relational capital and structural integrity. Blended benefits really is the centerpiece of the relational capital. Yeah, so how does that now then connect into the story you started to share a little bit ago about the company that was moving to that enjoy the journey concept? So what we realized is that inside that company, people had lost the ability to share what was really going on in their lives. Part of it was drawn from the work from home piece for a while. Sure. And then the other part of it was drawn by the fact that they were really only focused on their productivity and they stopped mm. asking the questions around, well, what about, what about your work is fun? You know, do you feel like you're getting ahead in your yeah. life? Um, how are your friendships? In, in some cases, some people reconnected with friends using Zoom and things like that. But in many cases, people just became isolated and just couldn't wait to shut yeah. the laptop and finish the day. And so what they realize is, is in the context of the word enjoy, There are so many of the seven Fs that get fulfilled. Friendships, in some cases, faith, certainly fun. And we're realizing that even if you plan things like walking meetings and you have stand-up conversations, there's even a little bit of footsteps and and fitness that's involved in things. And when you talk about the journey, the journey is all about future. And so Mm -hmm. when we took the seven Fs and used it as a measurement tool, to find out how satisfied people in this organization were, particularly at the management level, we saw lots of four, fives, and sixes on the wheel. Mm. And we realized that was a material way to measure the fact that the play hard or the fun was gone in the culture. So what we really did was to help people focus in on this idea that what you concentrate on grows and what you look for, you Mm -hmm. find. And we literally had to start teaching leaders and managers how to look for the fun and multiply the joy in the job. So as I hear you talk about that, what I kind of sense was happening is that work from home element kind of forced people to go to just a structural aspect of their teamwork. So I do my work, I close my laptop, I'm done. And what you're suggesting is we need to reinforce that or re-engage the relational cap- capital side of that, bringing back that connection 
And that kind of ties the 7S into both a relational and a structural aspect within the team. Mm -hmm. So one of the simplest questions we taught the managers how to ask is, well, what things on your 7F's wheel are being enhanced by working on this project? Yeah. And right away when we first asked those questions, they were deer in headlights and (laughs) were saying, you know what, why are you asking me this? I don't know what you're talking about. And then, you know, the next question is, well, is anybody having any fun? Well, yeah, I really like this Mm. work. Okay, well, what else? Well, I've met some new friends on this. And then it just kind of snowballs into a, into a discussion about positivity. And you and I both know, if the discussion is about negativity, everybody gets more negative. If the discussion is about positivity, everyone gets more positive. So our, we're, we're classically conditioning them to look for and find and talk about the positive things that are happening on their 7Fs, and they are enjoying their journey more. Excellent. So when you started the example, you shared that phrase, we don't believe in work-life balance. And that was a great place for us to start this thinking. So what have you learned and what maybe has this team learned about trying to keep those two parts separate? Well, first of all, it takes a tremendous amount of energy these days. We're all walking around with these computers in our pockets or our purses. And you know what? It's constantly beaming information about work, life outside of work, and then work is beaming information about when you're back at home. And so, you know, giving up the idea that you should keep them separate is a really good thing to do because then that allows you to develop your own strategies for how do I get them to work together in a way that makes my life better? And we just call that concept blending. So that's how that works, Kevin. And I've seen it in my own individual coaching relationships literally transform the lives of leaders who are so stressed out when we first started working together. Having a 7Fs conversation on a regular basis really helps. Yeah, so we always like to talk about success habits, you know, those things that leaders learn to do over time because they work. And so let's focus on some success habits from this example. And what I hear you talking about is that, you know, when teams understand both that personal and professional aspirations for one another, that they're more willing to work together and help one another succeed. So what would you recommend we think about as a structural success habit in this situation, Paul? I think the most important structural comment here is this, that you need to articulate what your cultural mantra is and what it means. It's not okay to just throw it out there like work-life balance or work hard, play hard. In this particular case, they chose enjoy the journey, and they wrote descriptive phrases about what that looks like and doesn't look like. Mm-hmm. And then how about that relational side? Well, the relational side is to, if it's not the seven Fs, find something that allows you to um, assess as a team and discuss as a team. How are the things that are bigger than the day-to-day job? How are you doing on those things? The seven Fs work so well. And even people who don't want to talk about their faith life, you know, there's a lot of spirituality that happens in sure. in life, and especially in the last couple of years over COVID. Um There's a lot of spirituality concepts that are actually quite easy to talk about. And then, of course, it's easy to talk about fitness and those sorts of things. But having some model like the 7Fs is a really good way to do that. Well, I think also from my experience in working through 7Fs with teams, it's really important that the leader is openly sharing about their thoughts around the 7Fs and their journey with the 7Fs as well, because that creates the credibility around it and the comfort for others to share very openly and build that sense of personal and professional connection. So the success habits for our listeners then are structurally to take the time to define your cultural mantra and relationally to discuss the 7F's wheel with your team to focus on blended benefits as important to team success. 
Yep, and that's important to business results because we know that teams who actually develop that sense of care and concern for one another, they will then do the things that have to be done in order to make sure that the most important things get done with teamwork in the most sincere ways. So that's really what this whole concept of blended benefits is all about. The more people care about each other, the better they get stuff done. Well, yeah, because as I think about, as you say that, it's, people feel as though they are growing both personally and professionally by being part of the team. People care about me and I'm growing. I think that's the best aspect of, of blended benefits. Well, thank you, Kevin. Thanks for the partnership on this. And, and thank you to our listeners for tuning in yet another time. We look forward to discussing topics around good leadership and high-performing teams again with you very soon. And we certainly hope you enjoyed our conversation today. Uh, we always like to hear from you about topics that you may uh, like to hear about in the future. So please feel free to reach out to us. And if you'd like to try the 7Fs tool with your team, it's available online at goodleadership.com S-E-V-E-N F-S. So until next time, remember... Good leadership is a team sport, and it's our intention to help you build the team that helps you build your dreams. And make it a great day.